Welcome to Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show is produced by my dedicated team of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Brianna Meza and Emily Martin. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome Palm Springs Unified's Executive Director of Student Services, Laura Musil. Welcome, Laura. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You've been with us for about five months, so I'm glad to finally have the opportunity to have you as a guest so we can let everybody know about you. Tell us where you come to us from and about your previous experience. Well, I'm coming to you from San Francisco Bay Area. I spent the last 21 years in San Jose, Northern California, working in school districts in um, San Jose Unified and in Oak Grove School District. And I have taught every grade, sixth grade through 12th grade, was an English teacher, social studies teacher, drama teacher, cooking teacher, and yearbook teacher. So I've taught a lot of different content areas. Wow. <laughs> and then I moved on to um, being the assistant principal and then principal of my very own junior high school that I attended. So um, that was exciting. And some of my teachers were actually still there when I was the principal. So it was kind of funny to be my principal's bosses, finally. <laughs> wow. That's, so, that's a great story. <laughs> yeah. So I was a student there, teacher there, assistant principal and principal there. And then after that, I moved on to being the principal of an elementary school and then a virtual K-8 school before moving the district office where I did a similar role to yours. I was the public information officer um, for Oak Grove School District before coming here to Palm Springs. Wow. And you know, that I was going to mention that I'm a little nervous doing this with you because you totally get everything that I do and can likely do it better than me. So I, I feel a little intimidated, but um, I think I, I already feel like even in this short amount of time, we work well together and I appreciate the fact that you get what I do. <laughs> yes, you are an unrepre unrepresented resource for us. So um, I actually well, didn't have a podcast like this. So you have a you have a leg up on me, so don't be intimidated. I think one of the best things about Palm Springs is the media and communication and outreach. That's how I found out about Palm Springs was through all of your posts on social media. So if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Oh, wow. That's good to know. And, you know, honestly, Laura, you know, I don't know how long ago it was that you did this, but even in the past year or two, things have changed so much that you know everything moves at bullet speed and um it's it's tough and it's way different than you know when i went to journalism school 100 years ago not that quite not quite that long but um 
we didn't have social media and we didn't have this, you know, immediacy. And in some ways it's great. And in some ways it's awful. And I know I'm preaching to the choir because you know all this already, but it just creates different challenges. And again, some of it is pretty awesome. And some of it is just, I want to pull my hair out of my head. But anyway, that was a digression. And um, those who listen to this show every week, know that I digress quite a bit because, you know, I, I tell everybody that I do the easy part of the show, which is show up and talk. And I love it. And I love to hear all about people and I love to talk. And then I have my interns who do all the heavy lifting, thank goodness, because I have no idea what happens behind the scenes, but they are wonderful and they do get it. So I'm grateful. And I'm also grateful to have you part of our leadership team. And uh, the position that you have is, um, you know, I, I would say out of the many directors that we have, your area is probably the most varied. And of course, you know, touches our students in so many different ways. Can you give us an overview and Reminder, it's a half-hour show. Um, <laughs> give us an overview of your job and what departments you oversee. Yeah, student services is probably the biggest uh, department, both geographically and in services that we provide, because student services is every piece that a student might need except for the academics. So student services covers child welfare and attendance. It covers the enrollment process, transferring from one school site to the next. Student attendance is a big focus. So truancy, positive attendance. We handle all the discipline and behavior, suspensions, expulsions. We also support any court orders or subpoenas. Um, so that's the student services part, but then also student services oversees parent engagement. So our parent engagement center that's run by Ruby Rivera puts on fantastic parent education series. They do several different events to engage different parts of our community. We just had our Hispanic heritage event. Our junior black achievers goes on monthly. And so that's part of student services. Parent engagement is a huge piece. Another piece that people might not think of that student services oversees is all of our health services. So our nurses, our medical assistants, all those COVID vaccination clinics, flu shot clinics. And right now still dealing with COVID is a huge undertaking for our nurse, our director of health services, Laura Dyson. And so she is under student services working with the CARES room and making sure that we are taking care of our staff and our students with regard to COVID. And then we also under student services is mental health. And so the mental health department comprises counselors, mental health therapists, mental health specialists, and brand new for this year, social workers. We are currently in the process of hiring seven social workers for the district so we can provide wraparound services for our most need this year. So that's exciting. And then we also oversee the whole special education department. So students who have 
an individual education plan, a 504 plan, and have special services like speech or adaptive PE. That's also under student services. And our last division in our department is our work with positive behavior interventions and supports. And that's with Tanisha Taylor. And she coordinates with a team of people to go into school sites and to help students respond better in situations, to help teachers intervene when students need support. So you can see student services is huge. It encompasses a lot of very talented employees whose entire job is just supporting success of our students and helping staff so that students can be successful. Wow, I'm tired just listening to all that. Um, and, you know, I, I think um, you probably agree and you've been in, in other parts of the state. Are you from California originally? Yeah, I'm from Northern California originally. How do you like it here? I love it down here. It's beautiful. Weather's so nice. The mountains are gorgeous. Now, I you you've been through since you started July 1st, so you've been through the worst and now you're starting to see the best because um it's certainly, you know, about 8 months out of the year it's absolutely gorgeous here and you know, the other the other 3 or 4 months are a little tough, but you know, the day I moved here, it was 122 degrees, and I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, well, then that's really good, because I came from New York, and I also moved around the same time as you did. I moved in the middle of June. My apartment wasn't ready yet, and I physically moved into my apartment 4th of July weekend, and I beat you by one degree. It was 123, and oh. I said, what the hell did I do? I just was like... <laughs> Oh my goodness, but I got through the first summer and then after that, it's been a piece of cake because you know how to adjust and you know when to be outside and when not to be outside. Make sure you have your, you know, steering wheel, I mean, your uh, dashboard covered in the car and you're fine. So yeah, it, hasn't, it hasn't been that bad. <laughs> right. Anyway, so, you know, um, Looking at other parts of the state and other school districts, it's pretty unique for a school district to have an entire mental health department, is it not? It's very unique to have your own, basically your mental health clinic. So we're running um, clinics in two locations in this area and we're supporting families from ages zero on up. We support preschool students. We have a zero to five age program called set for school that receives mental health we take medical mental health private insurance we have tiered levels of tier one tier two and tier three for mental health so we are like a small medical clinic when it comes to mental health and um we just completed our audit with the county and we have one of the highest rates of um, referral to being seen within five days, very high percentage rate. So that was exciting news. But we are always looking for more mental health therapists to join our team. So I would assume that like the rest of the jobs within the district, you go to edjoin.org and the positions are probably listed there. Yeah, right? and we're looking for part-time, one day a week mental health therapists, to full-time mental health therapists. So if there's anyone listening out there who
who's a licensed social worker or a licensed MFT and wants uh, to help us out. We're always recruiting. That's great. And I'll just throw in a, you know, Laura already knows this, even though she's been with us for five months, but I just started my 22nd year in this district. And I will tell you that, uh, yes, I am the PR person, but aside from that, you can talk to pretty much anybody who works here and they will tell you that we are a very, very large family. And truly, I, I don't use that word lightly. It's a great place to work. And um, we look out for each other, you know, and that, that doesn't happen everywhere. It happens more in education than in other fields, but even within the education arena, it doesn't happen everywhere. It's, this is a unique place. So if you are interested, please do look into joining us because we'd love to have you join our family. And Laura, we, we talked about attendance. It's um, certainly a main focus for all of us uh, for, for several reasons. The one being, uh, the main one being that, and the most important one, is that if you're not in school, you can't learn. Um, and then, you know, there's the fiscal part of it too, but that's, that's secondary. But of course, um, attendance and making sure that our kids come to school every day is a primary focus for all of us. But this year, it's been, it's kind of like uh, walking a tightrope because we are still dealing with, thankfully, there's only, if you look at the dashboard, it keeps going down every day. And I will, I will um, say this like I always do, we do record the show in advance, so it could change, but it's been a very positive trend for several weeks already that the case rate is going down a lot. Yeah, still, today's case rate's the lowest I've seen it. Yeah, and, and, and still in all, we're still being really careful and we're making sure that if a student has had direct exposure to someone who tested positive for COVID-19 that they have to be out for 10 days. So what kind of a, uh, challenges does it create for your department in terms of, you know, promoting attendance versus stay home if you're sick? Yeah, it's really hard to, like you said, walk that tightrope between keeping kids home to keep them safe, but also making sure we're getting students in person because we have a lot of learning loss that occurred over the past 18 months. And we're trying to catch students up socially and academically. Um, right. You know, when we, when we talk about third graders on campus, really, they have, they're really like kindergartners. And our seventh, sixth and seventh graders who are in junior high, the last time they were really in school was fourth grade. And so we need to get students back in person to build both that academic rigor back up, but also we need to address the social emotional piece as well, but we have to make sure that we're not having sick kids come to school because then what's going to happen is we could potentially have more cases and potentially could spread. And then we don't want to be closing down classrooms or going back to hybrid learning. So we've done a really good job and staff has been amazing and parents have been amazing with making sure they check the symptoms of themselves and the students 
in the mornings before they're coming to work. So right. it's it's been a it's been a mixed message, right? So we have to say, come to school. Attendance matters, but stay home if you're ill. And really, right. that's as we go into flu season. That's why it's important, you know, for flu shots if you can get those, and to take care and stay well and stay home if you are indeed sick. So. Yes, yes, yes. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to Learn Something New Every Day. And my guest is our Executive Director of Student Services, Laura Musil. And you've certainly worn a lot of hats in your career, which makes you really perfect for the job you're in because you get it all, which is, you know, I, I, most people can't say that. They have their area of expertise and they kind of move up the ranks in that one area. And so when they get to like a top position, they have a huge learning curve because they, they haven't been there and done that. And you've been there and done almost all of it. So um, that's awesome. What made you decide to come to Palm Springs and what are your goals in your new position? I've been coming out to Palm Springs. I don't want to date myself for the past <laughs> 30 years. Um, with my family and my husband and I have been looking for the past five years to retire out here. And I happened to work with a vendor that Palm Springs also works with. And he let me know that there was gonna be an opening um, for this position and that I should apply. And so I did and I lucked out and I got the job. And I'm so excited to be out here because I absolutely just love uh, the desert and this climate and the community. It's a very diverse community and that's something that's very important to me. So one of my goals is to work with the school sites and the administrators on making sure that we're reaching all of our students. Um, so focusing on that piece of equity diversity, inclusion, and belonging, um, and making sure that we're supporting all of our students, focusing on really three areas, academics, social, emotional, wellness, and then behaviors. And so luckily my role um, has a huge part in the social, emotional learning, mental health, wellness, and then the behavior piece. So then that allows me to partner with my counterparts over in student learning um, to kind of have those three areas uh, to support students. Another goal um, that I have is creating what we call a student support team. And so every school site would have this student support team that's comprised of a social worker, principal, community liaison, a school resource officer, school psychologists, counselors, um, and the team really would meet to talk about who are those students that have high needs and what are some interventions or preventions we can put in place for them and how do we create wraparound services for parents? Because one of the things I've, I've realized attending um, different committees such as the APAC committee and the LGBTQ committee is that sometimes our parents don't know what resources are out there and they don't know who to ask or they don't know where to go to get their children some support. And so one of my goals is to work with our community liaisons, our family engagement center, and do that community outreach so that parents know how they can get resources. 
And one of the easiest ways to find out about all of our resources that we offer is on our website. Before I started in Palm Springs, I was on this website scouring all the information and there's a wealth of resources for parents at one or two clicks where they can find out how to get support for mental health, where they can find out how to uh, get help with student nutrition or how they can get some support for their children that might um, be bullied or so many resources are available. And so one of my goals is just connecting with the community so that parents are engaged and know what resources are available. Because I will say, I have never seen a district, this is my fourth one, that has so many programs and resources available for any student, regardless of, you know, which school they attend or what programs they're in. So you, you gave me a good um, segue into just mentioning that you mentioned the website. And like you said, there's a, a plethora of information and resources there. And sometimes it's a little frustrating that you can't find exactly what you're looking for in one click or even two. But the great news is, is that we've just added in the last couple of months what's called the chatbot. And so if you go onto the homepage or you go onto the major departments in the district, you can just type in, I'm looking for health services or I'm looking for how to enroll. And the, the, uh, our artificial intelligence little guy will, or girl will send you <laughs> right where you need to go. And it's really cool. And it's, it, it's helpful for me too, because sometimes I'm looking for something and I know it's there and I can't remember where it's buried, but I just put it in there in the chat bot and it sends me right to it. So that's it's really a, helpful. It's such a nice tool to have um, now because we had a lot of questions about how do I enroll my student? And so now you right. can just type it in and it takes you right to the enrollment page and walks you through all the directions. Exactly. And um, so uh, what are your um, first impressions of Palm Springs Unified so far? What do, you, what do you think are our biggest strengths and where do we need some work? I think um, it's it's a it's a huge district geographically, right? It covers a ton of areas. I'm really impressed by all the programs that each school has that makes them unique. I think every single school in the district has its own flavor. Um, they're not all carbon copies of one another, although some of them look identical. But uh, <laughs> I think I think that what they are and I'm really excited to see the academies continue at the high schools. I was so impressed when I visited all four of the high schools to see their different programs from the automotive program to the cooking program to the news and media programs, um, the drama program. As a, as a past drama teacher, I have uh, Theater Envy, Palm Springs Theater is just gorgeous. So I love that the schools are unique and that parents have a choice. That's not the case in a lot of districts. You know, I've worked in three and they were not open boundary districts where you could pick your school. And so that's something to be said about Palm Springs that parents are allowed to pick their schools. 
Um, room for improvements. Sometimes in a district that's a K-12 and that's large, it's hard to articulate amongst all the grade levels. And so I think one of the things that we're working on for this school year is having a multi-tiered support system in place so that everyone knows kind of what the interventions and options are for all of our students. What are the interventions and options for those students that are struggling? Um, and so just kind of having that alignment preschool through adult education, I would say. Excellent. And um, we have we have a lot of partners within our community, but I, I think you'd agree that our biggest partners are our families. So what can and should student uh, parents do to support their children and their schools, especially during these challenging times? I would say one of the most important things that parents can do is get involved. There's tons of different ways you can get involved. None of them requ should require money. None of them should require you to have to leave your job, but really try to find out how you can get involved. Um, whether that's, you know, attending the school site council meetings virtually, whether it's um, volunteering once we allow that again with COVID. I used to run the spelling bee for my children's schools and, uh, you know, it was just a way to get to know the schools from a different angle, um, joining PTAs or student or, you know, parent leadership groups on campus. If you ask your children's schools, how can I get involved? They're going to have a ton of different ways. Um, it's the most important. And I know because I was a secondary principal, the parent interactions and engagement at junior high and high school is very small because parents think oh my kids don't want me on campus my kids don't want me chaperoning that dance or that field trip but i'm going to tell you something the schools want their parents engaged yeah. at junior high and high school right and it, it helps you keep a pulse on what's going on there you know you yeah. only you know sometimes i'm not going to call them liars but sometimes kids tend to stretch the truth a little bit or um, maybe um, twist the truth a little bit. And, yeah. you know, if you have a connection to the people at the school, like teachers and administrators, and uh, again, once you, you uh, as you mentioned, once we, are, uh, we allow volunteers back on campus, which I'm feeling kind of hopeful that could be by next semester. Yeah. Um, then, you know, it, it's really great to be able to do that. And before we run out of time, how about kids who are, I mean, I don't there's a kid alive who is not having some kind of aftermath struggle from being isolated for so long. But if, you know, parents are seeing it and they're just kind of wringing their hands and saying, what can I do? What would you suggest that parents do to help their kids who are struggling with transitioning back to quote normal? I would say two things. Encourage your students to get involved in some sort of social activity, whether that be a club on campus, whether it would be a sports activity, whether it's something through your church or house of worship, just have them be involved in something that connects them back to kids of their age because they that doesn't involve technology. <laughs> they, have been, 
they have been so isolated and they've been, you know, at home with technology devices and, and only their family. And so they're really yearning for that connection of students of their own age. Um, and so that would be one suggestion I have. And then the second suggestion I have is every school site has a counselor, whether it's elementary, middle school, or high school. And if they feel that their child is really struggling, one of the first places to go would be to that school counselor. And from there, that school counselor can work with the parent and the student to see, do they need a referral to a mental health therapist? Or do they just need someone that can check in with them daily or weekly and see how they're doing? So it's about making those connections and making sure that students have the opportunity to be kids again and to socialize with peers of their own age because they really are missing that from the last 18 months amen to that and uh, i have enjoyed this more than i could tell you and we've only scratched the surface but uh we will definitely have you back sooner rather than later so we can talk more about the um probably you know second to to um education and academics the the most impactful department that we have because we're talking about the whole child and there's more to it than just the academic so thank you thank you for everything that you do and will do and um welcome to the team well thank you i had a i had a great time and uh you can have me back anytime you want absolutely and i say i'm going to change team to welcome to the family because okay. that really what it is Thanks for joining us on You Learn Something New Every Day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for You Learn Something New. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again, Laura. Thank you, Brianna and Emily, and we will see you next week.